You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. U.S. strikes against Syrian targets and harsh words for Assad are followed by apparent Russian information operations as bilateral tensions mount. Both WikiLeaks and the shadow brokers resurfaced late last week. Dallas emergency sirens were hacked early Saturday. And Spanish police collar the alleged spam king. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, April 10th, 2017. Kinetic operations, again, have co-committant information operations. U.S. tomahawk strikes hitting Syrian government installations in response to the Assad regime's use of chemical agents, probably the lethal nerve agent sarin, against domestic and largely civilian targets. The strikes and hardline U.S. rhetoric against Assad in the U.N. and elsewhere have strained U.S.-Russian relations, and the information operations that have emerged in response have Russian fingerprints all over them. The shadow brokers are back, this time with files they claim are NSA passwords. The group resurfaced with unpleasant things to say about U.S. President Trump, the scriptwriter's broken English of their communique saying that they're no longer his supporters and that he's abandoned his base. To quote them, The shadow brokers voted for you. The shadow brokers supports you. The shadow brokers is losing faith in you. Mr. Trump helping the shadow brokers, helping you is appearing you are abandoning your base, the movement, and the peoples who's getting you elected. End quote. We leave out a great deal more that could have come from, say, Pepe the Frog, but the tone is a shrill example of the fringiest alt-right themes. Oh, and the shadow brokers also say they've taken an oath to protect and defend against enemies foreign and domestic, which is, of course, a riff on the U.S. military oath. So, President Trump has either fallen out of favor with the shadow brokers, presumably Russian masters, or that he was never in that much favor to begin with. Motherboard, often in communication with the brokers, has asked for clarification, but received none. The shadow brokers again deny they have anything to do with the Russian government, but essentially, no one believes them. Edward Snowden, who knows something about leaks and scandals, appears to think the shadow brokers might have overplayed their hand. He tweeted Saturday that, quote, There's still so much here NSA should be able to instantly identify where this set came from and how they lost it. If they can't, it's a scandal, end quote. 
Al-Mazdar News, an outlet based in the UAE but generally regarded as closely aligned with Syria's Assad regime and thus a mouthpiece for Russian policy in the area, claimed Friday it was the victim of a cyber attack that originated somewhere in the U.S. No other sources appear to have taken notice of the allegation, so the claimed attack may be disinformation. At the end of last week, WikiLeaks issued another smaller tranche of what purport to be CIA documents, but these don't arrive with the eclat that accompanied earlier releases. They're generally being perceived as leaks intended simply to do damage to U.S. intelligence services without the aura of whistleblowing that colored some earlier WikiLeaks dumps. After all, people say, the CIA is in the business of collecting foreign intelligence, and the Dudgeon is too studied, too manufactured, like Captain Renault's shock at learning there's gambling in Casablanca. Tomorrow is Patch Tuesday, and Microsoft will probably, observers think, issue a relatively light set of fixes. Among them, however, is expected to be a patch for an Office Zero Day being actively exploited in the wild. Wrapping up our daily podcast coverage of the recent Women in Cybersecurity Conference, today we hear from Kathleen Smith, Chief Marketing Officer for CybersecJobs.com and ClearedJobs.net. She shared her perspective as a recruiter on where prospective employees should be focusing their efforts. If you understand the technical and can do the technical, that's great. What's really needed right now are the people that understand the business, the people that can understand how to explain the risk that is being presented to the company, how to gather the teams, those skills are still very important. So someone getting into the workforce, that's really great that you've got the certifications. It's really great that you know maybe you know Python or Kali Linux or something like that. But if you can't explain yourself to your manager, you're going to have a problem moving on in your career. So do take that time to do a Toastmasters, to put together a presentation and go to a meetup. Uh, really work on your writing skills. It's amazing how many people are, are not working on their writing skills. I think the other thing is reverse recruiting. Uh, this is a term that sort of popped up over the last year or so. And many of security managers are saying, you know, I have recruiters that are helping me find talent, but recruiters aren't trained on what cybersecurity is. And I know a lot of people are very frustrated with recruiters who don't understand the technical components, but maybe take a step back and explain to a recruiter exactly what you do. Explain, you know, be, instead of reverse engineering, reverse recruiting. This is why you need me. These are the skills that I can bring to you. You have in this job description these things that you need to do. You know, can we take this offline and do you really understand what this is? Because I think we'll be able to make a difference in the workforce gap if we have job seekers who really are willing to be patient and explain to recruiters, you know, you actually contacted me about pen testing. And that's not really what I do. Mm. You know, maybe take, you know, a little pity on one out of every 10 recruiters that gives you a bad approach and explain to them, do you know why this isn't going to work? And maybe, you know, we can have a different kind of conversation. I do think that we're unfortunately being impacted by buzzwords. And I've been part of many of the scholarship review uh, committees, and I'm really concerned with the number of people who want to come into cybersecurity, and they're doing it just because they see the buzzword. 
realize that if you're going to take on a career, it has to be something that inspires and you're passionate about. Don't go after a career just because, you know, it's on the headlines and it's a buzzword. And, you know, they say that there's this skills gap. I mean, there are many other industries that could use your talent and you would be much more happy. Um, so I, I was a little discouraged when I've been part of several of the scholarship committees and seeing people who submit an application and their heart is just not in it. Please don't do that to yourself and please don't do that to the community. That's Kathleen Smith from CybersecJobs.com and ClearedJobs.net. You can hear more from her in our upcoming CyberWire Women in Cybersecurity Conference Special Edition. In industry news, Okta issues an IPO, the first major IPO in the cybersecurity sector this year. The company seeks to raise $187 million at a unicorn's valuation of $1.5 billion. Hackers set off emergency warning sirens in Dallas, Texas, early Saturday morning. These are the sirens residents of the U.S. Atlantic and Pacific coasts tend to think of as air raid sirens and regard as relics of the Second World War, if they think of them at all. But in Tornado Alley, between the Appalachians and the Rockies, they see serious and regular use in warning people that tornadoes are in the area and that they should take cover, so this is far from a harmless prank. The city shut down the sirens at about 1.20 a.m. Saturday, and despite their best efforts to convince people there was no emergency, the Dallas 911 system was flooded with calls to the extent that callers experienced waits as long as six minutes. Dallas is investigating and has confirmed that it was a system compromise, not a mere glitch. Whoever was responsible is believed to be in the Dallas area. Spanish police have arrested the alleged spam king, Pyotr Levashov. Mr. Levashov, a Russian national who operated under the nom de hack Pyotr Sevira, that is, Peter of the North, and was associated with the Kelahos botnet. The St. Petersburg native is wanted practically everywhere, but especially in the U.S. He was vacationing in Spain with his family. Interestingly, Russian news outlet RT has suggested that Mr. Levashov is behind much of the election messaging the Russian government denies having anything to do with. The U.S. Justice Department says it's interested in Mr. Levashov as a criminal, not as an agent of influence. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire.
And now a word from our sponsor, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense provides award-winning cloud-based automated endpoint and vulnerability management solutions to streamline IT and security operations. With its advanced platform, businesses gain complete visibility and control over their infrastructure, reducing IT and security risks and optimizing operational efficiency. With Sixth Sense, you'll get real-time alerts, risk-based vulnerability prioritization and remediations, and an intuitive automation and orchestration engine so you can focus on your core business goals. Confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit SixthSense.com. Joining me once again is Joe Kerrigan. He's from the Johns Hopkins University Information Security Institute. Joe, you're familiar with the uh, GPS navigational software Waze. Yes, I myself am Waze Royalty. Waze is uh, expanding. They're joining um, uh, the Smart Device Link Consortium, which is a group that works with automakers and developers on open source protocols right. um, for connecting smart devices to cars. Okay. And so this means that the Waze app will be on your built-in screen on your car. Right. That's a good thing. Yep. But the interesting thing about this is that it means that Waze will also be able to get more data from the vehicle itself. Right. The app will have information to things like fuel levels, yep. whether or not the wiper blades are on, right. how hard you're applying the brakes. And this all has very real and, and potentially beneficial outcomes. If up ahead of me, a quarter of a mile, seven people who are Waze users all slam on their brakes, something has happened, maybe Waze could in real time notify me that something there's a hazard on the road ahead. Right. Or if I'm running low on gas, Waze can say, you're running low on gas, you want to find a gas station. Sure. But, you know, there are uh, some privacy concerns. Like, what's to say, hey, you're running low on gas... Why don't you go to my advertiser's gas station up here? Right, right. Uh, well, and also I can imagine, you know, what happens uh, with insurance companies and potential litigation. You know, you get in an correct. accident and are they going to subpoena the information from Yeah, does from this Google? information become discoverable? Right. I, I like can that. definitely see that happening in a, a society as litigious as ours here in the States. <laughs> it was interesting. I, there was an article in Wired about this and uh, they were interviewing someone who said that uh, he, 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 he thought that, you know, every time uh, consumers... Uh, give up a little bit of their privacy that you know he thought this would be where they where they put their foot down right but, and but they no they don't no no <laughs> we're so willing to just give up whatever we want for the next loyalty program you know it, then there's also the concern of how is this getting the information from the car it has it has to be using the cam bus somehow yeah uh, i like that the protocols are open source that they're going to be so that means they're going to be able to be examined people are going to be able to uh, assess them for security but anytime something gets access to the cam bus you know i'm not ready to panic here i'm not ready to say ah it's going to crash your car but i do remember <laughs> but i do remember that uh, charlie miller and chris valasek came into a jeep and took over control of a jeep through the cam bus across the wi-fi access point on the car yeah attack surface area it's, again we're talking about attack surface and yeah. I, I don't know that this is going to be a, a real issue because the i think the app lives on your phone maybe the, the data is just going one way i have no idea i'm really not not sure. very uh, knowledgeable about this consortium or what their protocols look like but you know it it, it makes me a little curious i'll say well i th you know i think it's the shape of things to come you yes. know you, you you want it's that old saying that uh, you know if you're getting something for free you're the product right exactly that's that's exactly right all right joe kerrigan thanks for joining us <laughs> My pleasure, Dave. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? 
With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.